Welcome to Tech Law Chat, our series of coffee break podcasts from Four Pump Court. I'm Ian Munro. And I'm Matthew Levy. In this episode, we explore some ramifications of the Supreme Court's decision in the Lloyd and Google case. Matthew, what's the scenario? My client operates an online marketplace for individuals to buy and sell secondhand clothes and household items. They've attracted hundreds of thousands of users, and in part, that's thanks to their widely publicized CyberShield service. For a one-off fee of £200, they offer a sophisticated pseudonymization process for user and transaction data, and the idea is that that mitigates the risk of identity fraud. If there's a cyber attack, the cyber attackers will simply get pseudonymized data. Almost half a million customers bought that service. But it turns out that pseudonymization hasn't actually ever been switched on, and the marketplace has now had a cyber attack, with the result that a whole load of unpseudonymized customer names, addresses, and bank data have been lost. Ah, two quick questions then. Are we talking about data for customers just in England and Wales? And secondly, have they now been duly notified of the breach? Yes, and yes. Good. What's the customer reaction so far? A few customers have become very agitated about this, and their social media activity suggesting that a group of them is trying to put together a representative action on an opt-out basis, so they'll bring a claim for everyone affected by the problem. Now, my client accepts it's going to have to pay out a few individual claims, but it's been told that there's actually no risk of a representative action getting off the ground, thanks to the Supreme Court's decision in Lloyd and Google. And I've been asked whether I agree. Right. Well, it's fair to say that the Supreme Court decision has changed the landscape in the sense that it is going to be very difficult to bring damages claims for data breaches going forward. There are a number of reasons for this, but just to highlight two. Firstly, the Supreme Court has squashed the notion that the mere fact of a data breach amounts to damage within the meaning of Section 13 of the Data Protection Act 1998. Secondly, the court has restated the common law principle that a claim for damages requires identification of a breach, causation, and then loss, and made the point that where individuals are subjected to different breaches and were affected to different extents, then a claim can't proceed by representative action because an individual assessment of loss is required. Now, the facts in Lloyd and Google predate the UK General Data Protection Regulation and its EU predecessor, which is why the court was looking at the 1998 Data Protection Act. But in principle, its decision is very likely to be followed in relation to the current data protection legislation. And that's because, just like the 1998 Act, the GDPR right to compensation applies only where someone has suffered damage. Although in the new regime that expressly includes non-material damage, such as distress, the logic of the Supreme Court's reasoning is simply that statutory right to compensation for damage suffered as a result of breach can't be used to recover compensation unless damage can actually be shown to have been resulted from the breach. That logic applies equally to the current regime. Sure, but that said, the door to representative actions in data protection cases is not completely closed. The Supreme Court has confirmed that the representative action concept is flexible, and it can be used whenever there's a group of claimants with the same interest in a case. Right. 
They've also confirmed that it can be used in part. So, for example, you could have a representative action claiming a declaration that a part is in breach, and also a declaration that the affected individuals are entitled to compensation. It would then still be for individuals to make their own claims if they wanted damages, but those claims would be comparatively straightforward to pursue because the claimants would be able to rely on the judgment in the representative action in order to prove breach and in order to prove, in principle, an entitlement to damages. The snag, as the Supreme Court pointed out, is that it's not obvious that anyone would be interested in funding a representative action simply for a declaration, because, well, there's no obvious commercial benefit to doing so. In practice, therefore, the door to representative actions in pure data protection cases is probably closed. But your client can't think about potential representative actions in such narrow terms, can it? I agree. The threatened case against my client isn't a pure data protection case. The failure to provide the service for which a 200 fee is paid smells rather like a breach of contract case. And in any event, one could see the possibility of a representative action getting off the ground for damages here because my client's customers all paid £200 and got precisely nothing in return. Therefore, they all have precisely the same causes of action and they've all suffered precisely the same loss. They have precisely the same interest, using the language of representative actions, namely the recovery of £200. That is, on the face of it, a perfectly good representative action with a price tag of 100 million plus costs for half a million affected parties. And that's an action from which my client's customers may well be able to get funding. Yes, and if they can fund an action based on that damages claim, there would be no reason not to bolt on a claim for a declaration that the represented class members are all entitled to compensation for such damages as they can prove they suffered by reason of the data breach. And that will open the door to numerous small claims for damages. So in short... While Lloyd and Google has probably slammed the door shut on damages representative actions in pure data breach cases, it hasn't done so in all circumstances, and there are a few points in particular my client would be wise to bear in mind. First, the concept of a representative action was very much endorsed by the Supreme Court. It's been confirmed as a flexible and generally available tool. Second, there's no bar to recovery of damages in a representative action, provided that entitlement to damages and the quantification of damages can be ascertained without reference to the circumstances of any individual claimant. Now, often that will be fatal in a data breach context, but it won't always be so. Third, a representative claimant can circumvent this issue with a claim for a declaration of entitlement to damages, Although in many cases, commercial practicalities will make such a claim non-viable, again, that won't always be the case. And finally, even if my client's right that the threatened class action won't go anywhere, it shouldn't underestimate the cost and practical difficulty of dealing with the numerous individual claims for compensation that it may well face in any event. So any proactive steps it can take to limit the damage would be well advised. Yes, and that really highlights the PR element of any of these data breach cases. Thank you for listening to our podcast on representative actions and the Lloyd and Google decision. 
For references and citations, visit us at techlaw.chat. And if you feel so inclined, please subscribe and rate us wherever you get your podcasts. This podcast is provided for the purposes of general education and entertainment only and does not constitute legal advice. The presenters disclaim all liability for the consequences of reliance being placed on what they have said. The value of investments can go down as well as up and you may never recover the time devoted to listening to this podcast.